1: Today on the ZabeCast, the inevitable heartbreak of being a hockey fan. My caps have bowed out yet again, blowing a 2-0 series lead and losing game 7 at home. It's what we do. Mr. X joins me, we talk about bat flipping, Bryce Harper, balls and strikes, robot umps and more. All of that plus my real theory as to what the skins might do tonight in the draft. Bonus 1% me is locked and loaded so buckle up and let's go! Here we go. Thursday, April 25th, 2019. It is draft day 2019 in the NFL. And I just want to clarify before we bring on our first and only guest today I do love the NFL draft. Just because I may have critical things to say about perhaps ESPN's presentation or an NFL network or Mel Kuiper Jr. or about the league and how they cut down trees in Nashville just to set up the stage and Whatever, I do love the NFL draft, even though I find it comical that the so-called football experts, meaning the GM, scouts, owners, team presidents, coaches, assistant coaches, they make so many mistakes when it comes to picking players, and they are sometimes so spectacularly wrong, and they overlook all kinds of red flags. And I will mock them for that. Until they get better, they're going to still be mocked. It doesn't mean I don't love the draft. I do, and I love tonight because nobody really knows what's going to happen. And that is fun. That is exciting. And I'll give you a little stat of the day right now without the music. 11 of the last 12 quarterbacks selected in the first round, 11 of the last 12 have all been traded up for So we are entering an age in which if you want a quarterback in the first round, if he's your guy, you're going to pay to move up to get your guy. So that's something to think about. Will the Cardinals take Kyler Murray tonight? Number one, number one. That's why we're going to tune in. I love the draft. I don't like draft Knicks. I don't like people who've been talking about the draft now for four months. That's ridiculous. I just kind of tuned in this week and i think many others have as well. Some won't tune in to, well, who's this guy? What what's he doing? until tonight. Or they'll just watch the draft and go, "Oh, that guy looks fast. That guy looks like he can play football." So, without further ado, let's call our guy Hello. (laughs) I told you I was calling you, and it still took three rings. What's up with that? I
0: know. I know. Sorry. Trying to get the dog out of of the way.
1: And how is your lovely German Shepherd, Mr. X has a German Shepherd by the name of Kobe, named by your sons because of their basketball love of the Black Mamba?
0: Yeah, I think we, we got the dog the day before Kobe dropped 60 in his finale, so there was no arguing with it.
1: <laughs> well. and, and and the backup name for the dog would have been Cantavious.
0: Yeah, I'm for not sure if that was in there.
1: Cantavious Caldwell Pope. Speaking of basketball, how about Damian Lillard last night with the bomb to send mouthy Russell Westbrook and yeah. Chris not Chris Paul. I always get this messed up. Paul George home, which was delicious. And did you hear what Paul George said about the shot? Did not. He said, yeah, you know what? He made it, but that's a bad shot. I don't yeah. care. That's... <laughs> he did. That was yeah. his angle. He went with the, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a bad shot. It was a stone cold, cold blooded 37 foot in your eye. Good night. Now go home three pointer as the red light goes on. And Paul George is like, that's a bad shot, man.
0: You know, he's right in the sense that, like, if you can't, if you're playing defense and you have to defend against that shot, what are you going to do?
1: Right. Although, apparently Lillard was four of six from outside of 30 feet. And it's a bad shot if you're not named Damian Lillard or Steph Curry. Otherwise, it's a shot you kind of got to guard.
0: You do. You do. But there, I got two comments on that shot. Number one is it's great to be a coach these days when that's your play. <laughs> Here, you hold the ball for as long as you want and shoot it from wherever you want at the buzzer. Let's go. No longer do you have to like devise and diagram up some kind of backdoor pick. It's just shoot it wherever you want. Right. It's got to be easy, right?
1: You basically just take the whiteboard, you draw one X, and then you give up. You're like, you know what? Never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the that's the one thing in strategy, I don't care if it's college or pro, that I don't understand, is when they're holding for one, I, you have got to be up in their face daring them to go by you, because if they go by you, they don't want to shoot with five, six, eight left anyway. Right. So why do you sit back? I always say that they sit back. I would go in his face and say, sure, they might go by me. But we're going to play defense, he might miss, and if he makes it, there's eight seconds left. I don't understand sitting back and letting them have a win-win situation like that, but it happens every time.
1: I also think that most guards that are shooters, that are gunners, that are deep-range specialists, they would—they don't really want to take a on-the-run, pull-up, mid-range right. jumper. That's right. not something they spend a lot of time working on, but... Anyway, yeah,
0: they pull it back out and try again anyhow, but it, it's worth the risk to play defense on them, but they never seem to. All
1: right, we got a lot to catch up on. Yep. And right. uh, let's start with one of the great gambling stories of all time. The guy who bet $85,000 on Tiger Woods to win the Masters at 14 to 1 for the largest single payday in golf betting history of $1.29 million.
0: That's a good day.
1: Did you see the particulars on this one?
0: Well, I saw that it was posted in advance or tweeted or whatever. Right. So there's some validity to it, but I did not see any of the follow-up, like who it is or any of that stuff.
1: He's a guy from Wisconsin who's got a long rap sheet of low-level domestic violence charges. And I don't mean to minimize it, but they're not serious yeah, domestic. We, we, they're we, like misdemeanors. We now,
0: we now differentiate between domestic charges, <laughs> yeah. low-level, mid-level,
1: no, well, level. just No, <laughs> well, right. I'm just trying to be as descriptive and as clear as yeah. I can about his background. And he said he was $25,000 in debt as recently Whoa. as Christmas of 2018, of last fall. But somehow he got his hands on eighty five grand, had a premonition had a feel that Tiger was going to win it, called up uh, several sports books in Vegas asking if they would take that much. They almost all said no. He finally got the William Hill book at the uh, sure. Sands Las Vegas to take the bet, and he bet it in two separate 22-5 tickets, which I don't also get either, but that's what he did. Wow. And, and as soon as he, yeah. And, and get, get this. He didn't hedge out of it going into Sunday's final round either. Well, he had nothing left. He didn't have any money left to hedge. You're right. He probably couldn't hedge with it. If it was you and if you had some money to hedge out of it, how would you have hedged that bet? So you could at least take home, say 500 grand. How would you do it?
0: Sure. Well, you know what? I actually followed that, and I never followed golf for the Masters. But right. I, I actually, I played Tiger after Saturday at like four to one. When I saw him in the hunt after Saturday, I just said, "Oh, he's gonna wear red and win Sunday." So I actually watched that early morning. You got him at
1: them. four to one on Sunday after morning.
0: Saturday, yeah, Saturday night.
1: Wow, uh, that's good. Yeah,
0: um, and I, I don't know anything about golf, but. Um, you would simply hedge it out if you. If, granted, there was so many guys in the hunt. You'd have to. In, you'd have to pick hard. about.
1: You'd have to pick about four guys. Yeah. That you but thought, but you
0: could definitely take two or three guys that were going to compete with him. And I don't remember the names. You could take two or three guys and hope they all lose, and Tiger wins, of course. Um, similar to not not nearly in that category, but your good friend uh, from Milwaukee who knows golf getter maybe
1: mikey o'neill
0: no no you were right the first time okay he 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 had some serious golf picks he picked four i think four different guys to win before thursday
1: and, and? i think
0: they came in two three four and six
1: yeah well that's not winning is it
0: <laughs> no it's pretty good and it was like um yeah, so I don't think he's a tiger fan anymore.
1: <laughs> <But> <laughs> he kind he was of was dead is. on. It's
0: pretty hard to place him that high. He was on it, but uh, one guy kind of ruined that parade.
1: So, so when I uh, when I heard about the backstory of this guy, my first thought was, he probably stole that eighty-five grand or embezzled it from somebody. Because how does a guy who's twenty-five grand in debt summon up eighty-five grand and then goes right out and bets on it?
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a kind of a swing that doesn't happen for most of us. Yeah. I don't, I don't see how he got that. He must've got it uh, by a similar means or <clears throat> maybe he was lucky enough to inherit it. I don't know.
1: Got to wonder too. What else is he betting on and how much has he yeah. lost betting? Right.
0: I would think so. There's, there's very few guys that actually walk around in the world and say, I have an idea. I think I'll bet a boatload of money just this once." Yes.
1: Yeah. And do you that know happened. do you know what he claims? He claims it was his first sports wager ever.
0: Was <laughs> he getting married?
1: He said he was yeah, and he said okay. his wife when when he told her he was going to do this, she said, "Well, I can't stop you from doing it because if it comes home, I'll never be able to forgive no, myself." And he Smart then said lady. and then he said she's a keeper, isn't she? They That's then right. quickly looked up records and were like, there's no record that he was actually married. And then he had to clarify going, well, we have separate bank accounts and she's been my longtime girlfriend, I got you. but we're not actually married. So this guy's yeah. story is very shifty, but it's still a hell of a bet. I mean, that is balls the size of church bells kind of wagering.
0: It is in the sense that if that's what you have, I've always – it's like the Lee Trevino cliche. I mean, when you talk about Floyd Mayweather or these guys that just lay out huge sums of money, that doesn't mean anything when you have that much. Do you remember the famous Lee Trevino pressure um, story where uh, when he hit a big putt to win a major and the reporter asked him afterwards, he said that was a huge um, pressure putt you hit on 18? And Trevino said, that's not a pressure putt. A pressure putt is when you're playing a stranger for 20 and you have 10 in your pocket.
1: Exactly. Lee so Trevino, these guys
0: that make major bets, that doesn't mean they have big ones. That just means they have a lot of money. But yeah. this guy sounds like he pretty much let it all ride, if we can believe any of it. You know?
1: Lee Trevino, son of a Mexican gravedigger who grew up in Texas and hustled his way up the golf world. One of the great characters of all time. One of my favorite players of all time. Who says you don't yes. know golf, Mr. X? That's a good That's quote by you. That's, That's all, all I, got I got about golf. <laughs> You're, you know more about golf than you admit to. Okay, let's talk bat flipping. I'm great on the 19th hole. That's Exactly. About it. Let's talk bat flipping. This is now a thing. Ooh. And who is this Tim Anderson guy for the White Sox?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting way to get noticed quickly. Um, my, my overall take on bat flipping is I was a big believer in two years ago when Bryce Harper started his crusade that he called Make Baseball Fun Again. And I thought he was dead on, which is odd for an old school guy like me. My kids convinced me that baseball for a century has been a bunch of robots with no emotion. And, you know, you're supposed to hit a home run, you know, put your head down, run around the bases. Any celebration is considered showing guys up, inappropriate. and It's like they're a bunch of robots. And I can understand that if I was a 20-year-old kid, playing baseball, I'm like, I don't want to be a robot and boring for 20 years. What's wrong with a little bit of emotion and hair flip or bat toss? And I get it. I mean, they can't celebrate yet the Vikings are playing duck-duck-goose in the end zone after <laughs> touchdowns. I mean, what what sense does that make?
1: So you're um, firmly in the in the camp of let the kids play.
0: However, Uh-oh. I, I do believe that it's fine to have some excitement and emotion. And it's time to make the game fun. That's not the same thing as... Uh, that Anderson kid. When you start to really, you know, let's not turn this into, you well, know, the he NFL f- games in the ends of that was. If the bottom line is, be excited, flip a bat, celebrate. That's cool. Be an ass, you're going to get drilled. Period.
1: Well, he was and running. That's not going to change. He was running his mouth, and that was what yep. got him a suspension. Was for language, which I guess is the first time yep. that's ever happened. But okay, so then is it okay for pitchers to bebop and scat all over the mound when they strike a dude out?
0: Yeah, I got to tell you, that bothers me. Well, Um, wait a minute. No, there's a difference. What? the difference is this. Here's the difference, okay? It's kind of like the difference between hitting a game-winning shot or just knocking down a third-quarter free throw. You're a pitcher. 80 – Seventy-five percent of all batters are going to get out if you're average. Oh, I get celebrate it. Celebrate on that. I get
1: Come it. On. Come I, on. You get a
0: home run. It's one thing. You, you get an out. You're like, God, you're supposed to get an out.
1: Right. You, you object. Know? You object to it because based on the numbers, the pitcher is yeah. the overdog, who's successful three out, seven out of ten times on average, exactly. if not more.
0: It's kind of like, although in football now, when a guy breaks a tackle on third and 18, he breaks a tackle, gains 12, and celebrates for the broken top. And are like, dude, really? So that's why I equate pitchers to the – Interesting. They're not really excited that they got him out. They're just being showmen, and that's a
1: different game. Okay, so you're against – Genuine the...
0: excitement, enthusiasm, I'm all for it. But if you're going to sit there and, and, and do the arrows and the, and the pointing and stuff <laughs> on something that you should do, you know, that's just just like the wide receivers. Every time they make a catch, they go crazy on an eight-yard catch. Come on. You know, unless it's Dotson, he should be allowed to because he doesn't have very many. But the rest of them shouldn't be able to.
1: <laughs> remember, uh, remember Carlos Sembrano for the Cubs? Oh, yeah. And how he used to, you know, pimp it up on the mound when he struck dudes out? Yep. Who was the reliever that did the bow and arrow thing you mentioned? I'm trying to remember. Was he in Oakland A?
0: Wasn't it Fernando Rodney?
1: Yeah. <laughs> he, he's done a lot of
0: different stuff. And, and, you know, putting your cap on sideways and celebrating every time you get an out. And it's like you come in in the ninth in a 5-2 game. You give up two hits, get three outs, get a save, and you're celebrating like, you, you know, you're Sandy Koufax. Give me a break.
1: You know, the problem, though, Mr. X, is always mission creep. And you let oh, yeah. you let players have an inch. They're going to take a mile and keep going. And the NFL is finding this out now. One of the things they talked about in the NFL this offseason was we might have to curtail some of these celebrations because teams like the Saints, they get a simple turnover and the entire defense runs all the way to the other end of the field to mean mug and take photos in front of the fans at home.
0: And if I'm, and there's nothing, the only thing better. Is that then when they overturn it after the review? Yes! Like, <laughs> I love that.
1: Yeah, that's happened as well. All right, yep. well, then, so are you okay with guys getting beaned? Is it okay to bat flip if it's okay to bean a guy?
0: Well, there's a yeah, guy you gotta, as any baseball person would tell you, there's a difference. Bean, no. Drill him in the back, heck yes. Okay. You know, and that White Sox dude, Anderson. I mean, you never. Anytime you're throwing a ball 90, it's 95 miles an hour, a guys had something's wrong with you. That's just, yeah. you know, that's not about baseball. That's about life. Yeah. But you drill him right in the butt or right in the small of the back, and I got it. I got no issue with that. It's part of the game.
1: We uh, we talked to Bryce Harper. We talked about Bryce Harper, me and Jay yesterday. I want your thoughts on his 12th ejection now, as a professional, second most of all active players. On pay, Somebody said that at this rate, Mike Trout would have to enter his age 97 season <laughs> to match Harper with ejections.
0: Yeah. You know, I think Harper has become the Warriors. You
1: know?
0: <laughs> yes. You describe the Warriors. What's, what do you call them? Little the bitches? Most,
1: the most oh unlikable super team with superstars I've ever seen in sports. They are... Truly unstomachable for anyone with a conscience in sports.
0: And go one step further. They went from hugely likable Yes. to so unlikable. I mean, the young team with Curry and Thompson splashing threes all over, changing the game, they became really the darlings. Of course, then they had Durant, and then their yeah. attitude changes, and they have gone, as my kids will say, they have gone from so fun to so hateable. In such record time, it's a great. Harper's doing the same thing. He's. I, I think it comes from this mentality of I'm supposed to be the best, like the Warriors. Everything should go my way. How dare you, Mister Official? This right. one call today. How could you do that? We are the Warriors. It's stupid. Now Harper's doing the same thing. He knows the strike zone really well for a young hitter, and he expects perfection. Sure, dude. Come on, really? Yeah. I, I loved Jake Arietta. I'm sorry. That was awesome. Well-worded. Hey, I'm the veteran here. You know what? I'm working hard. I need you in right field. There's nothing wrong with that. That was. Some people criticize him for not standing up for his teammate. Do you have to stand up for people when they're wrong? Tell it like it is. We need you to play the game. Arguing over a ball and strike to not even yourself and getting ejected is not a way to earn your money and help your club.
1: Did you? I love Arietta's line. Yeah, I did too. But it raised a lot of eyebrows because the supposed code code of the clubhouse is that you got to back your own guys on this and that it area. It's of, not like you
0: went and choked him or anything.
1: Oh, still, ha-ha. <laughs> I, no, I, is, I is the legend he, of Jonathan? Pa- out, and that's good. Yeah, is the yeah. legend of Jonathan Papelbon choking out Harper for not running out that ground ball? Is that legend now growing? Is the approval rating for Papelbon, Papelbon slowly? Floating upwards, do you think?
0: It's well, the disapproval rating has certainly kind of diminished. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. The only problem with Kaplan is he'd only been on the team a week, you can't walk into, walk and, into town and, and he, he sucks
1: doing that, yeah, right. He was only he was only there for a week and he ended up sucking, and it was like goodbye yeah. now, and you choked yeah. our start. I do remember though, Davey Martinez and before him, um, Frank Robinson basically kissing Harper's ass. And they never pushed back on any of his previous objections. And I'd sit there and go, is somebody going to say something at some point? And I think they're all afraid of him and Boris and the looming free agency, so they treated him with kid gloves. They enabled it. You bet. Who wants to
0: see in the book two years later? Right. Well, you know, we were going to sign, but after... after uh, you know, the manager said this or did that. We decided Frank Robinson's comments yeah. showed
1: to me they didn't yep. have my back. I couldn't yeah, play sure in a town that didn't trust me entirely. Okay, whatever. Yep,
0: Jim, I can understand
1: that. Well, he's Philly's problem now. And he's still a great player and he's going to hit a bajillion home runs. But still, I love it when those things happen. And I go, <laughs> okay, that's your drama to deal with, not ours anymore. Yep. Uh, what yep. else about baseball so far this year, Mr. X, has caught your eye?
0: It's a little early, I'd say. Nothing's caught my eye. Um, you know, it's pretty the Yankees than, have a
1: trillion injuries. You're, are you going to yes. talk about your Red Sox, who have come out of the gate literally dead <laughs> as a corpse?
0: Well, let's put it this way. I, I met somebody, I can't remember where, a party, pub, something this weekend, who was a Red Sox fan, and he, he realized that was a fan. He goes, "Well, are you worried about them yet?" And I said. No, it's way too early. <laughs> I said it's way, way too early. We can still blow it much later in the year. <laughs> and and the first thing you said is, "Oh, you're a longtime Red Sox fan." Yeah,
1: gallows yep. humor by you on that one.
0: Yeah, yeah we'll so, blow it later.
1: So you don't think there's fundamental issues? You're like this team does not have it this year. Well,
0: obviously, um, when you can't get anybody out, that's a concern. Yeah, but their lineup will come around. I I will always. Um, I always feel like hitters are hitters they're gonna end up where they're gonna end up and I don't worry about early season slumps. I worry when pitchers don't have it um, but I never worry about you know guys coming out of the gate hitting 220 because if they're a 290 hitter they're gonna be a 290 hitter right so I, my history is to not worried about unless of course Ryan Zimmerman and he does this every April and May oh, of his
1: life so slow starting well, yeah all right should balls and strikes be automated?
0: Oh, God, no. You know, there's sometimes you just have to be realistic. There's a lot of things that are very difficult to officiate, mostly basketball. I mean, you know, refereeing a basketball game is the hardest of any official in any sport as far as I'm concerned. Every single play, block, charge, foul, no foul. It's hard. You get those things right 70% of the time, you're a great ref. You know how hard it is to call a ball and a strike from a foot away? It's not hard dissecting this thing down to like the K zone of "Eh, it might not have touched the perimeter. It might please. It's not that hard and it doesn't have to be so perfect of all the of all the things. If I had to be a referee or official in any sport, and anything tomorrow, I swear to God, I could do. Balls and strikes better than anything else. <laughs> it's not that hard. Look at and you guess what? boasting balls and strikes. My zone might be different than other guys, and they say, hey, you know what? Yours is a little too high. Okay. I'll adjust it, you know, next game. But it's not that hard. And these guys that are, you know, with that K zone and the perfection that is expected, it's just unrealistic.
1: One of the great fallacies of the great false god that is replay in sports is that it's going to fix things. All it does, replay, is it narrows the envelope of objectionable calls to a more narrow bandwidth, but you just then start fighting on a more narrow strip of turf because you're still going to complain for a ball that's one inch off the black instead of six inches if you've got the benefit of technology or replay. But here's the one benefit I could see, and apparently... Uh, I think the Cape Cod League is going to try using TrackMan to call balls and strikes starting this summer. But uh, the one thing that I can see automated balls and strikes would do is that you've got nobody to yell at, nobody to complain to, nothing to kick dirt on, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, which isn't the worst thing.
1: that take, would be the benefit. like needless arguments out of the game. Who would Bryce Harper bitch to if he got called out by TrackMan or Questech? Yeah. Well, he'd be complaining about the process, but... <laughs> he'd go find one of the other umpires and tell him, Unplug but, that machine! Unplug yeah. that thing right now! Well, I have
0: to admit, I, this is too long of a topic, probably for today, but I will say that even taking into consideration your view on replay overall, I don't think there's any doubt that the one-sport replay has just ruined this baseball. It has just changed the game in ways that were not intended and not desired. It has completely changed how you slide, how you tag.
1: It's, oh, it's, changed. it's, it's horrible. It, it has ruined all sports, but you're right. Baseball, it is Pop-up especially yep. ruined because yep. it's being used in ways that was never intended to. And some yep. of us had the foresight to say... You better stop right now at home run fair or foul, or you are opening up yourself to a world of hurt. They ignored me, they ignored others, and now they're sitting in a fetid stew of their own making. Idiots. A
0: hundred years of phantom tags and ball beating the runner and calling them out anyway, and everyone being safe, and no collisions, now everything is... Hold the tag on him for as long as you can, and see if when he dusts off his pants, he created a sixteenth of an inch of space between his foot and the base. It's just not what any either team wants. Yeah, you can't even steal anymore. I mean, I, the the data guys are showing you know you know the drill. Data believer, data guys say never bunt, never steal. Right, and now everything is magnified because when you steal there's a pretty good chance that you might've broke contact for a hair. Sure. Even though you were safe, easier, that just makes it even worse. So stealing and bu- it's just completely gone. What was it? I think it was Trey Turner. It was Trey Turner last year. I know at one point he had 40, 41, 42 steals, six caught stealing and five were because they were overturned on replay. Oh really? Yeah. Out of his six, his first, I don't, I think that was like a late September stat I was watching. And I was like, of his six caught stealing, five of them he was safe but on replay, they overturned, and it's like time to teach the boy it's a different way to slide. Yeah. And so you gotta stop running when that happens. And my gosh, if they didn't have if it wasn't for the you know, the, the slide rules and the replays, my gosh, Turner would steal eighty. Is it but he done but he done know how to
1: slide. Is it fair to say that the stolen base is one of the most rhapsodized elements of the game of baseball? It's one of the most Coveted, mythological, going back to Jackie Robinson, uh, Ricky Henderson—that the stolen base—it's one of the sublime arts of baseball. And now the numbers nerds say you're a sucker for trying; it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, it's a combination of they're proved they you know people are finally listening to that rationale that it is not that it is overrated, and then you throw in this whole replay thing, and makes it just really an unnecessary. The bottom line: the stolen bases. It, it, you know, we went through a cycle. For, for years, it was a strategic part to try to help win a game. Then it became a stat you could pad and get a contract. And people run for the sake of running. Well, now it's going back to steal the base when you need it to win the game. You remember, um, um, was it Mantle or Maze, when the first time that Canseco became the first 40-40 home run stolen base guy?
1: Okay, and, uh, I want to history. say Seiko
0: Oh, it was Conseco When he did it, when he became the first 40-40, he might still be the only one, um, Willie Mays said, hell, if we knew it was a thing, me and Mantle would have done it every year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do think I, I think I remember hearing
0: that. But it wasn't a thing, because back then you stole a base because you needed to win a game, not because you were trying to get to 30 or 40 or yeah. whatever.
1: I believe Mantle yeah. also said, hell, if playing sober was a thing, <laughs> I would have tried it once or twice. guess he yep, just overrated. didn't know. Um you know That's too bad about the steal because absolutely one of the legendary plays in baseball history was Dave Roberts stealing second right. against the Yankees down three games to none, two outs at Fenway. That was the last little ember of spark of life left in the Red Sox. And from there, the fire grew and it burned down the mighty Yankees.
0: Yep. I mean, can you imagine at the time saying, if Roberts steals this bag, we'll win this game and the, and next the
1: series, game. right? <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody. Uh, sure. Sure. If you will. If
0: he's out at second. The Sox get swept.
1: Right. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Uh, sure. you, you have a story about playing daily baseball?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, we were talking just this week about how hard it is to bet baseball on a, on an individual day basis. I mean, it's just, the math is, you know, it's there are just too many coin flip games that people don't realize. And I was looking at an old um, email that I saved from, believe it or not, 2000, when I used to um, advise people on a regular basis yes. on dix. And and let me read you what this says. Okay. It's in May of 2000. Okay. And it says. I used to put out like what I thought would happen on a given day. And sometimes I get clever and, you know, call something. Here it is. This is called the bus is running game. <laughs> I'm reading this now. KC starting pitcher Durbin is not ready for major league baseball. And this young Oakland offense is going to pummel him. It's a very bad matchup for KC. In fact, I expect Durbin to get pounded so badly. He's going to go straight from the locker room to the bus and get shipped to AAA Omaha
1: straight to the bus.
0: A's will pound them easily and win this game. It's a pick 'em, which is a gift. Okay, that was my bus's running game. Here's here's what happened in May of 2000. Durbin couldn't get an out. Durbin faced six batters, gave up six runs. That night, they shipped him to AAA Omaha.
1: So you were did I, you were prescient. You you nailed it.
0: Can you nail it better than that? No. After the six nothing departure, did they win the game? No, KC comes <laughs> back and wins the game 7-6. <laughs> Loser. Loser. Uh, right. Means, and I've always saved that one because in my mind I was like, I don't know if you can ever pick an outcome more classic than that and still lose the game.
1: Yeah, that's good. I love that. Straight, <laughs> a straight to the bus game. Do you still see straight to the bus games? Every now and then.
0: Every now and then. But I uh, lessons are learned and you know the, these days with the pitchers only going a couple of innings, it doesn't yeah. have the impact it used to have. Used to be a six nothing first inning was was over. Yeah. Not quite as much anymore.
1: By the way, congrats on your Virginia Cavaliers winning the national championship and your team is now gone. The whole team is oh, gone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> which which you know what? It, if that happens when you win. It doesn't happen with that cast of characters. Who saw that
1: coming? uh there's some guys, saw that as
0: NBA guys? There's some Come guys
1: on. that are really reaching, including Kyle Guy himself, really reaching. But yeah. can you blame them? Like my sister, big Virginia fan, at Easter yep. dinner, I was teasing her about that. And she's like, I oh, know, it sucks. And she was like kind of sad. And I go, but you know, there's one way you can prevent this from happening. Don't win the national championship. Yeah, really. Then you get guys yeah. going. I'm coming back next year to win this thing. This oh, is yeah. this is the price of winning, unfortunately.
0: Price of winning, and it's not like uh, you know other schools. Not that I'm complaining. We'll take the one win and be done, and that's fine. That's a that's a you know that's a career for Bennett. Other schools reload. I mean, Virginia doesn't reload. They're not Duke and Kentucky, whatever. But you know you can't blame Jerome a bit if he legitimately is a late one there is not a thing he can do in the next year to get any higher than
1: that. No, and no. and GMs and teams uh, do fall prey to the moment and they do, you know, remember the last mm-hmm. thing they saw, error of recency as we like to say. And yep. they and, and you got to get you got to get in the league and find your way. I mean, Kevin Herder from Maryland was not thought to be a pro at all, but he goes to his workout day and makes his first 15 threes and it was sure. over from there. And he's yeah. found his niche in the league. You, you can never have too much shooting in the NBA. The NBA yeah, is now true. a shooting league. So yep. go figure. And Hunter,
0: Hunter can never be, they rate him five or six now. He'll never be higher than that. But there's a real interesting twist on Kyle Guy. Okay. Um, you know, he's getting married this summer
1: That's in Hawaii. Right. And people were now, buying him stuff on his registry. That's and it I'm was going this. to be an NCAA violation if he didn't right. turn those down.
0: Right. And then what I thought of was two things. First of all, if you're getting married and you're gonna get drafted and start earning a, a you know, a possibility of a paycheck, you can't justify coming back to school and saying, Well, no, let me get that degree, honey, for the long run. It doesn't make sense. But how how you know, I don't think Kyle Guy was thinking of this, but the first thing I thought of was Yeah, you can't do that. The next thing we know, it's going to be, hey, Zion Williams is coming to Duke and he's getting married. If you want to donate, here's the page. Here's his registry. And you're like, hey, that's the fifth time he's gotten married. Come on, you can't keep – you know that's what's coming. So what an interesting um, twist for the NCAA. The poor guy can't get a wedding gift legitimately because of the possibility that a college player – you know, we all know that if Duke and Carolina, if they thought of it first, they'd have their whole team up on the wedding list.
1: Who was that for Duke, you said, on the registry? Zion. Zion. The, the, Zion Williams.
0: <laughs> what, did I get it wrong? What's his name?
1: Williamson.
0: <laughs> Williamson, whatever. I was even, okay.
1: You, yesterday, yesterday... Hey, one
0: and done, I don't have time to learn your name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, Jay called... Tiger Eldridge. I go, okay. it's Eldrick, man. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. love busting people's balls. That's fine. Good old Zion. Mr. Uh hundred two hundred million dollar shoe deal, Zion Williamson. Okay, it's draft night tonight in the NFL. Uh do you want to make a prediction on who goes where? What happens?
0: Wow. Um it's it is interesting because, you know, as much as we like to have drama and T V and that stupid draft day movie, you know you always know who's going where and i guess do we know what arizona is doing i haven't followed it this week I,
1: I no not for sure they say they say they haven't made up their mind they say they can take somebody other than kyler murray but i don't see, believe it i know, don't they
0: seem it. like the team that has just had every bluff called and they have no idea what to do <laughs> yes. you know it was like First, it was like, all right, if we say we're taking – because every year – we know one thing the last 10 years about the draft. Every year, you start with whoever it is, this quarterback who's rated 10th, 15th, whatever. And whoever decides they need a quarterback, trades up to two, yeah. spends, like, overspends a trillion, and gets a quarterback who's average. It's what happens, except for last year because there were so many. But it always happens. So the first thing you have to do with the one pick is pretend you want Kyler Murray, so that you can then trade down and get a fortune like RG three type of deal for the two here? pick in the draft. Here's
1: here Yeah. Here's an nobody idea.
0: Nobody seems to have made the offer. and Now they're stuck going. Right. I don't know if we really want to, I mean, why would you put, use a one on Murray if you have Rosen and there's legitimate studs out there like Boza or whoever, I don't know that you can draft Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is what you do when you, are desperate for a quarterback like say the Redskins. Yeah. But you don't do that if you have Rose and I'm not saying I like Rose, but I'm saying you, what are you going to do? You're going to get stuck eating all that bonus money and, it's, it's, it doesn't it's seem crazy. like it's the
1: right plan. It's I can't remember the last time a team gave up on a high first round draft pick at quarterback after just one year absent any sort of injury that would make them go. You know what? We got to move on. This will be the yeah. first time I can call in a long time, but here's a tip for the Cardinals: if you don't want to get stuck with no bluffs that actually work, a couple days before draft day about taking your you know quarterback number one number one. Here's just a pro tip: don't have your new coach say openly, "Oh yeah, I'd take him first overall if it yeah. was up to me." That's not right. a good thing, dummy. Yeah,
0: yeah. They they didn't get their uh, their plan down, but it still it still seems like. I don't know. I, I I can't see how waiting this long has, has got any chance of helping them. I can't believe they didn't either deal the one or Rosen by now. That's hard to hard to picture. I think the only reason for it is they just bluffed and it didn't work.
1: Yeah. And then there was the there's the drama about the Raiders sending their scouts home a week early. It was just going to be Gruden and Mayock with the only access to the so-called team draft room with the big board up there because yeah. they were worried about leaks i'm convinced mr x a team would be smart to leak out via social media yeah post post it post your board maybe change a few things around but get other teams guessing and put some disinformation out there some some misdirection in the water
0: hey think of it i'm sorry it's it's no different than a fantasy football league. If you get to see my sheet ahead of time, what <laughs> you now know the answers.
1: Come on, <laughs> right. And what if are any, you gonna do, If anything, Are you it's gonna, gonna mess you up? Right. Are you gonna ignore like, oh, I what? I'm gonna
0: take him before X gets him. Oh, X was wrong. Okay. So, <laughs>
1: right. I said, I said earlier this week, I said it could actually cut in your favor. Let's say you yeah. did post your legitimate board, and let's say there's a player you've got rated at 17. You're picking at at 15 or no let's say let's say you've got your player rated or let's say you got a player rated at 20 your pick is at 18 and another team really wants the guy at 20 but they're not picking till 25 there's a good chance they could come to you with picks to say ooh 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 we got to move up because yeah. we see that you like our guy And you may not really love that guy. That guy might be okay, but you've got plan B and plan C behind it.
0: Well, Zabe, I have a twist that I'm not sure I haven't heard you on on lately talking about this, but here's a twist. I think you're dead on with the idea of secrecy being overrated. But there is one reason and this sounds like Gruden, there is one reason to have the inner circle of complete secrecy. And it's not for draft day it's for future let's call it job security oh yeah that's who we wanted when your list sounds you're right you say how long you were you're right okay if i had ernie grunfeld's list the last 20 years okay <laughs> we, we could go yeah uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. The... but when you say to yourself when you look and go hey steph curry was drafted eighth or whatever it was and then you can say well nobody saw him as a top five pick yeah. Well, if my list was out there, now that's a different game. So I think that for their job security of they don't want anyone to go
1: That's a good point
0: your list and this first string all pro for the last twelve years, you had him in round three. (laughs) What the hell are you doing? Right that's that's, the reason they don't want it out there.
1: Right. A bad GM only has the players that he actually drafts who turn out to be busts count on his room bill so to speak right. you put your actual full board out there and if it's chock full of shitty analysis then that's right. going to get you in hot water a lot quicker very good point that's mr x what
0: i think is everything everything these days whether it's the closers or the drafts comes back to job security yeah first and foremost
1: all right i miss vegas when are we going back i know
0: you know does it have to be once a year
1: <laughs> no no, I've talked to people who go more than once a year. They say that uh, they don't check your passport at the airport, and they let you go as many times as you feel is a, a appropriate.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of like Christmas, though. You know, if you had it every month, would it? Be I know, that good?
1: and that's my feeling. Is I've always felt like I like going once a year because every time I go, I get so excited. But yeah. but I do. I, think twice I like, is a good number. But I, I like summer. Vegas. I like hot. I like really? pool. I like the hot the warm summer nights. You're just roaming around in shorts and a yeah. t shirt.
0: But what are you gonna do? Bet on baseball in July? that doesn't the... that's not a reason to go to Vegas.
1: No, but and you, if you, you... do it in the
0: fall, the next thing you know you're recording a podcast from the car. That's not good. <laughs>
1: hey, you do what you gotta do. You know that's what I'm right. saying? is right.
0: a good number. We'll have to work towards that.
1: All right, Mr. X, good to connect as always. Uh, don't okay. forget, if you want more from Mr. X, go to his website, callmemrx.com. Follow him on Twitter, at X. And, of course, uh, you can subscribe to his email service and personal service. His email address is? uh I don't know. It's on the website. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. It's just call. It's call me. It's Mr. actually no, no, no. It's actually ask Mr.
0: X. Oh. At callmemrx.com.
1: Okay, ask Mr. But you, X. You just click on the call me site, you get it X. There. X. It
0: sends it, okay. sends it to me either way. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Very
1: good. Thank All right. You. Bet only as much as you can afford. To win. Winning is nice, but. <laughs> uh,
0: getting paid is even nicer.
1: Very good. All right, Mr. X. We'll talk next week. Thanks. Sounds good. All right, man. See you. We'll end on this. It is late, I am pissed, and the Capitals are out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Done in on a very, I must say, artful goal off a garbage toss in front of the net uh, in double overtime. As Mr. Game 7, Justin Williams, gets the assist on the game-winning goal. Was it a fluke deflection? No, no. It actually was a pretty sweet-ass goal in midair. And it was the correct outcome based on how Carolina played for the final three and a half periods, pretty much. And this was a choke. This was a flat-out choke by the Caps. This was once again classic Capitals. They were the better team. They were able to knock out one of the player, one of the better players on Carolina. That'd be Svechnikov when Ovi knocked his lights out. It did hurt that they lost Oshie, so maybe that's a fair trade right there. But even still, Caps had a two nothing series lead. They led in Game Six in Carolina by a goal, and they led tonight two nothing and three one. They blew two two goal leads, and they looked like hot garbage in overtime honestly I would have been happy if the caps had won part of me would have said God Carolina got robbed they were the way better team so in a year in which everything opened wide up this wide open this is now by the way four teams four division winners all losing the first round this was the year that the bracket in the Stanley Cup playoffs opened up wide it's like a like a slutty girl in high school opening her legs wide for you. Come on. The caps had not only did they have a great chance to win another cup, but it was all trending their way. They fucked it up. pissed off. And no, just because don't don't even say, "Well, last year." Cuz you know what's better than winning one Stanley Cup? Winning two Stanley Cups. And I'm not saying they had it on their racket. This team, I think, was showing that they clearly weren't as good or as deep as last year's Cup team. But that said, fuck! It's just so maddening. Not nearly as bad as how last year's other Cup Finals participant, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, bowed out. I mean, to give up four goals in a five-minute major after leading 3-0 in the third period with about 10 minutes to go on what was a terrible call and then to tease your fans with a equalizer in regulation and then lose in overtime? What? Why does anyone watch hockey? Why does anyone care about hockey? And for that matter, why does anyone care about the regular season given what happened this postseason? So if you want me to give some great homage and ode to the Capitals, thank you, Caps. It was such a great run. And boy, you tried hard and all the injuries. No, no, not today. I've kissed this team's ass and thanked them enough for the cup. All last year, all last summer, all year long. That's over. Pissed. I'm still a fan. But I'm not in the mood to go, well, at least we had last summer. Yeah, last summer was last summer. This year, the Cup was there to be had. And they fucked it up. Get beat by a clearly better team? Okay, that's one thing. Do what the Caps did? The Caps Caps are going to cap yet again. I'm not saying we're back to the old Caps again. I'm just saying this was a classic Caps playoff choke. And it denied us what would have been an epic series against our former coach, Barry Trotz. Would have really enjoyed that. So, checks watch. Looks like my spring schedule has cleared up considerably. Don't have to gear my life around. Okay, we've got another game. Ooh, what, where am I going to be in front of a TV? Got to make sure if I'm on the road uh, at someone else's house. Ooh, do I have tickets for this game coming up? Don't have to worry about any of that. Second story, just to mop up, and these things happen after I talked to Mr. X today. Reports in the afternoon about the Redskins possibly moving up or inquiring with teams to move up in the top five to maybe take Dwayne Haskins. Also, uh, a tweet from Grant Paulson, who does a radio show in our market on our competitor station, WJFK saying that he was told by a Redskin source that Dan Snyder is in charge of the first round <laughs> God help us if that's true Redskins officially denied that but well, that's what he's reporting so yeah I don't believe it though here's why this is the peak disinformation period right before the draft I think the Redskins, and maybe I'm crazy for believing this, I believe they are sitting at 15 and they are going to be perfectly content to take the best edge rusher available and maybe even move down a couple spots if they get the right offer. I don't think they want any of these quarterbacks in this year's draft. I think there's one reason that you're hearing these things leak out. It's because the Redskins want them to leak out. They've been telling people, this stuff so it gets out because they want to put heat on the Arizona Cardinals to take whatever they can for Josh Rosen now because, well, you know, we've got plans to go up and get this other guy. Or maybe it's to head fake the Giants into moving up or trading with them to take Daniel Jones. Either way, I'm fine with it. I, I think it's I think it's all misdirection. I, I don't think they are going to take... Any quarterback at 15. And they're not moving up either. You can take that to the bank. We'll see. <laughs> and if there is a crazy RG3-like trade by the Redskins to move up and grab somebody, oh God, God help me. would be like George Costanza. Oh, oh God, oh, God help us. And then the other story, the bombshell from Wednesday afternoon, and this was... Perfect timing for Roger Goodell in the NFL. Tyreek Hill will not be charged uh, with battery or domestic violence because prosecutors in Kansas City say they can't prove it as to who possibly injured his three year old son, whether it was him, whether it was his fiance, the same one that he choked and punched while she was pregnant before he entered the league, or whether it was another party. I think Tyreek Hill's career is effectively over. Now, the Chiefs have yet, have yet to release him, and it doesn't look like they are going to. The Chiefs put out a statement saying they've got no comment at this time. So not even the perfunctory. We're aware of the situation, and we're investigating. As of two weeks ago, in the voluntary workout portion of the spring, Tyreek was Hill. Tyreek Hill was there working out with the team, and Andy Reid was asked about it, and Andy Reid said, Nope, we're full steam ahead. He said, I'm here. I'm not here to judge. I'm here to coach. Well, let's see how this plays out. It's pretty clear that prosecutors there said flat out, We believe a crime was committed. We just can't prove it because we're not getting any cooperation. That cooperation will be required of. Tyree Hill during what will inevitably be an NFL investigation. And that's going to bring up a whole new set of legal challenges for Tyree Hill. Michael McCann, SI.com, does the best job of breaking down all the legal ramifications. And McCann points out that even though not cooperating with Goodell can be an automatic death sentence, can be an automatic eight game, maybe longer suspension. It might be Hill's best legal strategy because anything he says to Goodell in their investigation could then be subpoenaed by authorities in Kansas City, and they could reopen the case against him, and he could be facing criminal charges yet again in the injury to his three-year-old son. Adrian Peterson got a year just for disciplining his kid with a switch. Zeke Elliott got six games for a nothing burger Zeke Elliott got six games when the NFL's own domestic violence investigator turned in a report that said I got nothing here there's no there's nothing to suspend him on Goodell said no no I'm I'm gonna do it anyway because I believe a, a message has to be sent Tom Brady got six games I think knocked down to four over ball inflation issues Here's Tyree Kill. Coming into the league with a with a heinous, disgusting rap sheet, and now this. Okay, Goodell, start earning your forty three million dollars, and let's just see if the Chiefs are now suddenly in the same. You know, let's go ahead and make a quick move now, like they did with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, by comparison, look at what he did. He uh he barely sidekicked drunky McChick who wouldn't leave the hotel floor where he was and he was cut immediately. Kareem Hunt with no prior record. And I'm not saying you're supposed to kick anybody, much less a female. I'm just saying put that in your hand and then weigh it in the imaginary air scales against what it looks like Tyreek Hill and his fiance may be involved with. Okay, we'll see what happens next. I know what happens on Thursday, the draft. Enjoy the draft. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing for Friday's premium show. I've got a couple of ideas. I kind of feel like I need to deliver to you people a post-round one podcast. If so, it could be very, very late. It might be just me. I hope you find that okay. If you don't subscribe, you should go to zabe.com/slash premium. It's five bucks a month. That is a dollar and 33 cents per week, which, if you break it down per day, that's five days. I mean, like 16 cents a day, people. I know you got the money. Come on, cough it up. Knock, knock. Where's my money? Thanks for listening. Download the uh, app as well. Zabecast app makes things very convenient. Email me with topics and suggestions: zabe at yahoo.com. Now I want you to go to golfnow.com and get Ovi, get Backy, get Koozie, get Burry, get Oshi, get Holpey, get the rest of these guys a tea time. My hockey team is dunzo. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Like rain